Guys, thanks for checking out our discussions as always. For this particular one, I do feel like it's really necessary and for us to cover all our bases by giving a disclaimer because this discussion on the Woody Allen controversy has to deal with accusations of pedophilia, infidelity, it was in court. I know even to some extent it's still going on as some further accusations are still going on. At the end of the day, guys, let me just say this. All the sources that we talk about, when we're talking about the facts of the matter, we weren't there. And we're citing sources that were put in the interviews, that was put online, a lot of investigations gone on. Everything will be down in the description below. You know, here on Planet Tyra, we're just open and honest. And this isn't a journalistic investigation by any means. We're just your average movie folk. And again, I just want to give a little bit of a warning that even apologise in advance if we upset anyone, or if you think we're doing this for some kind of spectacle, just trying to be gossipy, that's not it. And again, I want to cover our bases and let you know what you're getting into. So guys, if we make light of certain things for comedy or whatever, we're just trying to lighten the move because this, honestly, this discussion is kind of dour when you really think about it. But either way, just apologise in advance. But if you don't mind, you don't care about trigger warnings, you know, then stay tuned and thanks for listening. I thought it was necessary to give this disclaimer, but with all that out of the way, thanks for listening. And now we're going to get on with the show. I can already see the comments, Simon. Stick to the goddamn movie reviews and stop with these discussions. You guys do not have the class to to tackle this discussion, Simon. I can already see the comments. The class? The class. The upper class. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Planet Tyro. I'm your host, Donald Wonder, and I'm joined once again with my special guest slash co-host, Simon Rad. Oh, damn. Okay, we're we're live. All right. Oh, time, to, time to get my suit on. You know, this is a serious discussion today. You know, let me lawyer up quick. Get my suitcase ready. <laughs> You're damn right. You better lawyer up. We might get ourselves in trouble for this one. Guys... We are here to talk about the Woody Allen infidelity slash pedophilia controversy that came to light in late 1991 to mid-1992. That's when it was kind of revealed. For all those of you who are listening for the first time and may feel this is coming out of the blue, out of nowhere, let me give you some context. From the beginning of this year, 2017, myself and Simon Rad have been doing this retrospective on Woody Allen where we've been watching his movies weekly. And Woody Allen's one of the most rarest directors to have made a movie every single year since the late 60s. So, at this point in time in the filmography, we've got to the point where this controversy happened, which was again, late 1991 to 1992. So for those of you who have been following along with the filmography since then and listened to our reviews, you might be thinking, guys, did you, did you really have to stop the reviews to have this discussion, this very awkward discussion, this very public, well-known Hollywood disgrace or whatever you want to call it. Scandal. Scandal. Scandal is the right word. Guys, let me say this first of all. Being a fan of Woody Allen, honestly, avoiding this discussion is like having a giant motherfucking rocket in your room and pretending it's not there. When we've been doing these discussions, we've even hinted towards this. I don't think I could be a Woody Allen fan and skirt around this issue. It's just massive. It's, 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 it's to me, it's unavoidable. For me, it was avoidable, but you know, you you asked me to come on here, so I guess I'm not avoiding the un- <laughs> the the avoidable. I was more than happy. I was ready to take that left exit and just you know move on to the next movie. But now we got now we got to talk. I guess politics or at least the shenanigans. Oh yeah, and guys. You know, like I said, I I really want to be complete on this. And the thing with this, what you call scandal controversy, is that it is mired Woody Allen's career and persona 
as a person, even somewhat as a storyteller, because again, this is one of those situations where life imitates art in, in, in one of the worst ways. And to be honest with you, even as a fan of Woody Allen, some of Woody Allen's fan base, let me say this a different way. If you're a fan of Woody Allen, you can be scrutinized for liking him based on what's happened here. And ever since I started this little Woody Allen retro project, I've got emails. And to be honest with you, even my close friends have come up to me saying, you're talking about Woody Allen? That pedophile? That cheater? Like, really? Don't you feel weird about it? So, again, I'm taking this discussion out to air out all of that. Because some of you guys might think, I'm on Woody Allen's side and, you know, I'm a fan. I don't think you do no wrong. Well, now you're going to hear my true opinion and we're going to dig into it. So... Way to make the world revolve around yourself. You can say that if you want. You can say I'm trying to defend myself. You can say I'm trying to... Yeah, exactly. It's, it, you know... Screw the discussion. This is about you and your journey and <laughs> what you had to go through. I thought, I'm sorry, people. It's just in preparation for this because I was just going to come on and do my usual I don't give a fuck. Right? Like, I was not going to look into anything, just say two words and get the hell out of here. But no, nah. I was sent documentation to prepare for this damn bullshit. And one of the things was this damn lifetime special on Mia Farrow. So if I keep talk, referencing it all through this podcast, it's just because I'm actually mind-raped. I feel f- freaking molested by okay. the damn Lifetime special. It was so damn awful. <laughs> Guys, you know what? Thank you for bringing it up. I did want to be informed in this discussion. So yes, I did do some research. I got all these articles, scoured the internet, so we research could try to... Damn lexicon. Yeah, I mean, I tried to get all the information out there. So again... I'll put all the links in the description, guys. Everything we talk about, all the links I cite, it's going to be down in the description. But again, although I gave a warning at the beginning of this video, we were not there. This is just our opinions. And if you listen... (laughs) We are not there. I was one. (laughs) Again, I want to make it clear. Completely opinion-based. You'll see how we feel if we're biased or non-biased. Guys, don't crucify us. Please don't sue us. If you hear our discussions, you know we're kind of make jokes about certain things this is a dour subject so to be honest with you we're gonna there's gonna be a few tasteless jokes it's unavoidable and to be honest with you again the irony of all ironies is woody allen has made consistent movies about relationship drama marriage infidelity you know just cheating and and his life his life is more surreal his romantic life has been more surreal in any of his fucking movies and the irony and comedy in that i just again think i don't think it can be avoided so guys like uh, woody allen team anyone related to him his family mia Farrow's family if if anyone is possibly listening to this and this is the last warning i'll give i do apologize in advance for not being professional and being very gossipy or what have you but again two movie schlubs weren't there going off what we found as the interactions and just giving our opinions so that's it. You've heard all the warnings. Now, let's get on with this shit. Yeah. To be fair, we're, we're already more informed than anybody at CNN about this topic. Because, <laughs> oh yeah, I had to watch plenty more CNN than I watched in my whole life. And trust me, yeah, journalism has uh, has sunk pretty freaking low. Well, you know, one thing you did say on the last discussion when we spoke about husbands and wives, which I'm going to bring up in a minute as well, is that this happened 25 years ago. So... You know, we should have a little bit of leeway to be a bit. Oh, more... that that's 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 the I'm referencing the reoccurrence because for oh, anybody yeah. who doesn't know what the hell is go- 
is this. We're going to get into it in a minute. But this keeps resurfacing because there's also a, a side to this story that is invested in keeping keep bringing it up over and over and over and over again. Hence the reason we still have to talk about it, even though I was barely alive when this happened. <laughs> Your back's way more covered than mine, Simon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, 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 wasn't, I was barely conscious. I, you know, I was in diapers when this shit happened. All right, so the easiest way to begin this whole discussion is, Simon, just for those people, and there's, a, there's just like you, some people in pop culture, current pop culture, probably have no idea what this is really about. So, Simon, if you don't mind... I hope so. Paint us the picture of how this whole thing started, what actually happened, and then I will go back, you know, starting from when Woody Allen got together with Mia Farrow, and, you know, just discuss all of that briefly. Give us the whole story and then what happened and then from there we'll go back and decipher this a little bit okay so this is something you won't hear on the news here are the facts as we brought up many times before Woody Allen and his longtime co-star Mia Farrow have been romantically involved to be precise I think 12 years they got together around 1980 and this scandal that we're addressing is taking place in 1992 yeah so I learned a lot through going through these notes because I knew a bit about Woody Allen. I saw his movies. I tend to focus on people's profession and their work rather than their personal life. I don't really care about that. But I had very little knowledge about Mia Farrow. As an actress, I seen more of her early work prior to Woody Allen. As a person, I knew nothing. So this was very eye-opening. But basically, aside from not getting married, the other quirk of their relationship was that Mia Farrow is a very dedicated person when it comes to charity and, and adoption so in this sort of surrogate family woody allen stepped into so mia farrow already had a number of adopted children and then after they got together a few years into the relationship they themselves start adopting children in fact to be precise mia farrow continued to adopt children and then woody allen would op- adopt the children as a father yeah so far, so good. But we're talking about a freaking lot of kids. I mean, really, a lot of children. We're not gonna, I'm gonna go through the list. But let's just say, I think she has fourteen in total. I might yeah, be wrong. Yeah, it's that, over that, 10. So, that sounds about right. I was counting with one, four. Yeah, let's go with fourteen. But, but you wouldn't know this because again, Woody releases a movie every single year, and upwards from eighty-two, Mia Farrow was in every single one. The meat of the story is that after twelve years. In 1992, Mia Farrow's adopted daughter, who she adopted years before him and her and Woody Allen got together in her second marriage, Sunyi Previns and Woody Allen were discovered to have an affair. And it was done probably the worst way possible <laughs> by Mia Farrow finding nude pictures of her scattered around the apartment or a house or somewhere they lived together yeah she was 18 at the time when he when she found the photos by the way wasn't she 19 no uh, 18 19 that's i'm just i really she think... was an adult that's the that's the that, that's the kick she 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 was an adult so oh, barely illegal as they like to say in america uh, barely legal yeah but not not, not uh, in Woody allen movies but in some movies yeah that is the appropriate terminology but basically it, it was a very typical story at that point in terms of uh, somebody being unfaithful and getting together with a younger girl. However, the catch was that this girl in particular was technically sort of like the stepchild in the relationship. Even though Woody never adopted her, 
And according to Sun Yili, he was never a father to her hmm. because she was adopted during Mio Farrow's second marriage. That's her dad, her adopted dad. And they had very little interaction with Woody Allen. And we were going to get into this in a bit. But this is where things get fuzzy. Because, as you can imagine, it was a huge blow-up scandal. Very embarrassing. And Mia Farrow, as the hurt party, she was pretty furious and felt very betrayed. And then what just had this issue completely explode, that we went from, of course, this is 92, so people are... People are still conservative today, but even more conservative then. People were baffled by this concept of, okay, you hook up with somebody who's technically the adopted child of your of your partner, technically your wife, even if you're not married, you know, your longtime partner, you've been together for 10 plus years. And while they were still getting over this hurdle, Mia Farrow has already hinted at that she qualifies this as sort of child abuse even if it's not technically child abuse he's grooming you know yeah because uh the potential was there even though they both stated they 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 had never had uh, any kind of parental relationship barely knew each other prior and as they saw each other more and more later on in the relationship when she became an adult and that's when the romantic angle came into it mia farrow didn't like that idea that much and when pressed more, and this issue kind of snowballed into a much bigger scandal because everybody was feeding off of it, finally a ginormous lawsuit battle enraged for custody of the children where Woody was trying to take three children away from Mia Farrow. And even though she already had, you know, a, a damn football team, I guess she didn't want to trade. So she opted to keep the children. And that's when she dropped the atomic bomb which was the accusation that not only Woody Allen was romantically involved with this, with her adult stepdaughter, Sun mm-hmm. Lee, but another stepchild that Woody actually adopted with her, a much younger child that Woody known since she was a baby, yeah. uh, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Farrow, also yeah. girl. Correct. She was, according to Mia Farrow, on one particular occasion molested by Woody Allen and that is indeed went to court uh, in fact he wasn't charged but they did went to court with his accusation of Woody Allen being a child molester so in the middle of this custody battle that's when the accusation came about now just to make things clear he wasn't charged with child molestation because ultimately the case was later dismissed due to lack of evidence but after that dropped Everybody who knows this story only focuses on that element. So the narrative immediately became, is Woody Allen a child molester or not? And at that point, him starting a relationship with a girl that's, what, 30 plus years? 35, 35 years. 35 years younger than him, a man in his 50s, who happens to be the stepdaughter of Mia Farrow, was just oil to the fire and of course the way this was covered by the media and everybody it was just a giant clusterfuck and up until this day people think that Sun Lee was raised by Woody Allen since a baby but even if you add up her <laughs> age plus the duration of Woody Allen's relationship and the timeline between Mia Farrow's marriages you know it doesn't quite add up even if you want to stretch that angle and both of them confirmed that 
But if you think, wow, that's a that's a really crazy coincidence. Uh, I never knew this about Woody Allen. I'm like, you don't know shit. This this is the simple bit. This thing was so freaking complex. I'm gonna have to go into therapy after this episode. Well, let me jump in right here and say, guys, I, just in case you didn't get that, I'm gonna repeat what Simon said as quickly as I can because I want people to be very clear because that was it wasn't long winded, but it was. Um, let me squeeze what Simon said even to a smaller ball, okay? So in a nutshell, Woody Allen had an affair with his stepdaughter who was Korean, 35 years younger. Mia Farrow found out. Then on top of that, he's been accused of being a pedophile slash child molester to his younger daughter, Dylan Farrow, who was basically an infant and they were fighting for custody. These three massive things happened. Well, she was seven at the time, wasn't she? Yeah, seven. Sorry, not infant, but like, you know, very, very young. Very, very young. These three things, Soon Ying, Dylan Farrow, and the custody case, these three things happened at the same time, and it was a Hollywood spectacle, a Hollywood scandal, and this thing has just mired Woody Allen's career to, to, to this day. And yep. as we said, there's so many articles on this. Woody Allen did a 60 Minutes interview, which I'm really glad he did. Really glad because he, he, you know, they asked him the hard questions. Oh yeah, and that's when back in the day when sixty minutes was actually good. That's one of the few shows I actually watch on CNN. That was a pretty good interview. But yeah. for those of you wondering, because there people are like, well, surely he's not a pedophile because you know then he would have, well, unfortunately, as these type of cases tend to pan out, he would have committed another act of pedophilia. And we probably sit in jail right, right now. But, you know, the thing is, <laughs> from my perspective, when this came out, Woody had no friends. I mean, people like Diane Keaton and other people that work for him, you know, actors, colleagues, friends, came to his aid. But in terms of the wider spectrum, he was screwed from all angles. Yeah. And his attitude, what he demonstrated in a 60-minute interview... I knew that what he was trying to get across is that the situation is outrageous and he was trying to approach it from a rational perspective, but he just comes off weird and very blase about the situation and I don't think that helped at all. I have to jump in, Simon, and completely agree with you. Guys, I will put a link to the 60 Minutes interview on YouTube in a YouTube card. Check this out because honestly, when you watch his interview, Woody Allen, what I will say about Woody Allen, he has a very consistent personality the way he was talking in this interview is exactly the same way he talks about his movies you can love Woody Allen you can hate Woody Allen he doesn't give a fuck and he doesn't really understand criticism he doesn't want to understand he's just like this is what I think I don't understand why you think differently and I don't know what to say yeah yeah that that, that that's a good summary yeah I don't know what to say I don't agree with you <laughs> and, uh, you know, did you? I mean, the guy will ask him, don't you think this is wrong? I understand. Why you think this is wrong? Yeah, and, <laughs> I can understand to everyone. He said, I can understand why everyone will hate me. I can understand, but I don't see it that way. So he comes off, not. it's not even like he's not remorseful. He just doesn't feel like he needs to be remorseful because he's like, he admits he fucks up to a point. He says stuff like, you know, I should have left the relationship a long time ago. <laughs> All right, let's stop here because I, I actually want to attack this and break this down. Guys, we just ran through the whole situation so you have an understanding of what this is. And so now, for those of you who already knew, I'm sorry for boring you for the last 10 minutes, but again, 
the first thing people really want to know, and the best thing I, I should start with this, is um, there's this guy, uh, Ruthless Reviews, he wrote this kind of like... Essay. Yeah, this essay, this thesis on this whole controversy and it is magnificent i mean not only does he have all the facts all the interviews and discuss it he actually brings little case theories and you know i i i want to be honest and say i do not think personal opinion of course i do not think woody allen is a pedophile because there's things that were said in court the timeline and i'll, I'll get into that a bit more i just no i don't believe it but i do think he's an absolute fucking arsehole I think the way, <laughs> yeah, I think it's 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 funny but true. I think the way that he broke up with Mia Farrow, well, didn't break up. He let things happen. And to be honest with you, what makes it even worse is the things he said years after this happened. Was that you know, her finding the pictures is the best thing that happened to me. You know, it's a stroke of luck. Yeah, oh, that that I think that that's him being a bit of a troll. But I I don't mind it as much. But here's the thing, I think. He, he was kind of detached from reality because th- this was the problem with this case. When this whole thing grew up in 1992, it was the worst political climate for it because Woody had no allies. You know, we're talking about a guy who's a notorious atheist, a notorious <laughs> skeptic, a notorious pessimist, and a notorious critic of, you know, marriage and traditional yes. relationships and uh-huh. how futile they are and all that stuff. And, uh, Basically, everybody who's like traditional, Christian, conservative, evangelical, they hate his ass already. So when this happens, something like this happens, they jump on the opportunity. They Jesus comes down. Everybody's in the room. They're like, see, Mia, this is what happens. He's the devil. He's the devil, isn't he? He's a man without morals, a man without values. Who does this? So you get that on one side coming at you. Second, you think, okay, but uh, he's liberal. He's an intellectual. He's a, you know, he's poor democracy, trouble Democrat, right? Well, guess again, because in the 90s we had a very aggressive movement for uh, female equality, you know, uh, resurrection, equal rights. If you recall, Hillary Clinton was a first lady, and her shtick was that, oh, I'm an active first lady. I want to be in government. I want to be president one day. You know, it was all about that narrative. So this. Old school idea of, well, you know, guys cheat because women get older and sometimes you need to trade in for a younger model, even if it happens to be, you know, within the family. That that was not that was not a good slogan whatsoever. So from that liberal side of things, he got blasted for being a typical man who just can't keep his dick in his pocket and, and he had to have an affair and it's disgusting and you know, how how can you not be ashamed? How can you not be apologizing left right and center why do you say you know it's okay that you you know woody allen's famous quote is well you can't help the heart falls in love with who you fall in love with you can't help what you fall in the heart does what it wants to do yeah i mean that's yeah the heart wants what it wants and it it, it really does sound like he's caught on another movie not his real life it really does yeah. sound like that's a very dismissive line it, it wants what it wants what well, i was out of control the whole i can't control my heart you know i don't control my own actions and is where the media comes in where you think okay but you know he's a celebrity he has the funds to hire the best lawyers to go on these you know talk shows and give these interviews and write pieces for you know different publications and get his voice heard and his side of the story out there 
Well, guess what? The 90s was also the explosion of all the media crap from the 80s, mostly tabloids, gossip magazines, and that's when the evening news really became the trashy, what was then considered clickbait without the internet. But basically, line grabbing, profit, cesspool of a shitstorm that it is up until this day. So nobody was interested in the truth, whether or not, you know, which side was right or wrong, whether the crime was actually committed and the actual child molestation took place, you know, nobody was interested in that. And that's the most disgusting thing because this could really ruin somebody's life. And from my perspective, what I hate about these cases that they always damage the actual court value of valid cases where people are millionaires, you know, actual victims who multiple psychological studies show that it's, terribly difficult to come out to find allies especially women women always get the blame culturally because oh why would you dress like this what did you do what did you say why did you go out why did you get drunk it's always like let's blame the victim you know like it doesn't nobody gets the concept that if you're the victim you can't justify being the victim you know people can walk around with a t-shirt that says shoot me now it still doesn't make it right to shoot them it was like, oh, he wore a T-shirt. So, of course, I shot him in the face. I'm like, There's still, you still committed a crime. There's no such thing as it's the victim's fault. You know, I, 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 let me let me stop you there because I want to jump in here and say something about the victim. I, I want to actually speak about the pedophilia accusation in particular. Now, the reason why I don't believe Woody Allen did this, based on something you said, which is I think is a really great, really great point, and basically some of the facts. Now, before this happened... Like you said, Woody Allen and Mia Farrow were together. They weren't married. But Mia Farrow wanted Woody Allen to adopt the children. And she was actually going through the process of trying to get Woody Allen to be the legal father. She actually had to write... For Dylan. Dylan yeah, for Dylan. Yeah. So she had to actually write like a character piece to support Woody Allen. And she wrote how great of a father he was. And, you know, trying to get the court to, you know, because you've got to do that kind of thing to, to qualify for the legal parental guidance certificate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So after, so it's timing. So the timing is she finds out in a very horrible way with he's cheating on her own daughter and then the table flips and all of a sudden he's a pedophile. For me, it's obvious timing. The second thing you said on that is that I think, and it's shown again, I'm just basing off studies I've seen online consistently. If you have a pedophile, it's usually more, it's usually not kept to one person. Like she has a lot of children. And the fact that Dylan was the only culprit, I mean, the only victim, is kind of suspicious. You know, that's another thing. It's like, if he really was a pedophile, I don't think he would have just stopped with her. And again, why did it happen just this time? Just as soon as this happened? So Yeah, but at, at the same time, that wasn't really communicated well. Because that's the point Woody ma- makes in the interview of you know, 60 Minutes. But again, he, it's just weird. Because he, you know, when somebody asks you, are you a child molester? The answer is, hell no, no, I'm not. But instead, you know, what Woody says is like, well, you know, let's think about it rationally. You know, if I was a child molester, I wouldn't pick that location and that time. You know, if if I would want to molest a child, I would do this. I'm like, what, are, what the hell are you talking about? Just say no. No, it, I'm yeah, not. I, I agree with you when he said that. No, you're, but he's so blase. It just showed yeah, his he, tone. He just tried. Yeah, he he's just... like, hey, guys, guys, if I was, would I do it this way? It's like, no, I would pay off the journalist. First off, of course, you know, 
in fact, read my script. You know, this is an unreleased. I'm like, he didn't say that. It it was just weird. Like he, was. he gave he gave weird answers, but it was kind of funny. Like again, when the guy brings up how the the affair came about, like you know, and then you know, Mia, your partner at the time, she found some very embarrassing photos of Sun Lee uh, naked. You know, that belonged to you and. What he just said, they're like, yes, this correct. is correct. Now, now, thank you for <laughs> thank you for bringing it up. I really, throughout this whole controversy, the most consistent thing is basically, I think he more or less admits he did that on purpose, which is the most cowardly shit I've heard. Like, he so really, that, that's that's the, that's the part you yeah. you don't like. What do no. you you know? No, it's cow. It's cowardly. It's a. I mean, I understand. Put it this way. Just trying to play devil's advocate from, you know, let me just try to put myself, I'm I'm in a relationship with a very young girl, I'm in love with her, but I'm married to her mum, and I, I don't have the balls to come afford to say it because it's going to blow up. So the only thing, because I don't want to make the first move, and I want her to be clear on what's going on, I just got to do it this way. And when the guy asked him in a 60 minute interview, you would think, I was just waiting for him to say, I wish... She never found the pictures, but because or, or, he says or that was sad, that was very unfortunate. Yeah, or, or that I was ta- that was untasteful. I'm a pervert. Like you said, he says nothing. He looks at him like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could they, what's the question? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, and that's a, you know the other shooters are like, I understand that you're under tremendous pressure and it's a you know crazy situation, but compassion man you motherfucker sometimes yeah. compassion goes a long way at least fake it you're an actor or something because th- th- this whole thing like i think you know we should f- give a little bit more insight on mia farrell and show things from her perspective but just to wrap on woody allen side of things i understand that you know in the 60s they made comedies about this one of the most popular comedic tropes in europe was that somebody like Jean-Paul Belmondo or, or some, you know, hard drop of the time was, of course, an older man would have an affair with a younger girl and would get find out and pretend the young girl is like his long lost daughter or something, you know. So that kind of age gap was just something that they, you know, looked over easily back in the day. But this is the 90s. And even Woody knew that. So he was trying to normalize it. He was trying to add an extra cup of, you know, I don't want to say ignorance, but an extra cup of, you know, blase attitude, kind of this nonchalant attitude on top of it. Like, look, you know, from my perspective, I did nothing wrong. I never had any bad intentions. You know, I may be in bad taste to start an affair. I, I take the heat for that. But, you know, in my head, I, I definitely never didn't attend for this to happen. and I, I didn't commit any criminal act. And that accusation is false. I get that. But if you think about it, I mean, come on. If you're in that situation, you need to know that it's going to tremendously hurt a person. Uh, yeah. a, a woman who's getting older, you know, she it's a betrayal when she finds out you're having an affair with a younger woman. When it's in the family, that just makes things even more complicated. You should walk out of the relationship, not come out with this affair immediately, you know, just end the relationship in in good taste as much as possible be there for her be there for the kids trying to normalize the separation so everybody's cool with each other and it and maybe after a long period of time that come out with the, the affair and nobody it's not it's not you, there's no good time to announce something like that but you gotta do what you gotta do but 
this way you were like well i don't want to sneak around let's just get to the point you know <laughs> and, and and, and 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 I think you know that's that's where the blame sits on his side. Of but course. What, what was and I want to get your opinion on this. What was really interesting reading about all this information for me was the inside to Mia Farrow and and her life and and what she went through uh, basically getting to this point and the kind of person she was. Oh yeah, boy, oh boy. This, this family is, uh, I don't want to use the word crazy, so let's just go with interesting. Well, let me quickly wrap on Woody, because I want to get away from the Woody stuff as well, because we focus a lot on him. It's not just about him. Uh, yeah, th- th- I don't like his cowardice. I don't really like his attitude. And, you know, people can say he's always had a thing for young women before and after, you know, whether you watch <laughs> yeah, him. I mean, you remember the first thing we saw. Uh, you know, was the Asian movie he dubbed over the spy spoof? <laughs> he already yeah. had what's up, what's up, Tiger Lily? Yeah, exactly, Tiger Lily. Yeah. he already had himself as a cartoon character. I mean, you know, being a pervert is not a crime, but Woody Allen is kind of a pervert, you know. That's, I mean, yeah. it, I mean, he never hid it in his movies, but again, and I just want to quickly skip through this. And you've got Soon Ying, and then obviously, in the people, it was even talking when he was constantly casting Scarlett Johansson. Then he moved on to Emma Stone more recently and even, I uh, can't remember the girl from Twilight. Now he's always getting his young female actresses as muses and there's nothing wrong with that. They're not illegal, but it's like he's he shows uh, a taste for the young women and whether it's artistic or whether it's romantic, it's fine because it's always above, above board in terms of age legal, which is fine. But again, you can see a common trend there and that's taste and we can all say we don't like it and the 35-year difference is wrong. Again, that is, he's, he admits to that. Whether he doesn't feel remorseful, he admits to that. It's weird. And the two last things I want to say, people keep saying to me that, you know, the, the grooming thing. Did he groom Soon Yin because he knew her? Whether they weren't, whether he wasn't her father, in quotes, he knew her at a young age. And when did this relationship start? It, it could have started years before. Nobody knows. And at the end of the day, he could be guilty of grooming her. And I, I can't deny that. Nobody knows at the end of the day. All we do know is that he got with her right at the edge of her being legal, which is very suspicious, which is another thing that's not good. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, it's like perfect timing, isn't it? Yeah, so it's easy to slide into this pedophilic accusation, which is from a different person. And you said this in the beginning, people actually combine the two, people actually forget about Din and Farrell. They actually, all they think about is a Sun Yin, and they see her as the victim, and they forget about Din and Farrell. But in, in, in total... I don't think Woody Allen is guilty of the pedophilia of the young Dylan child, but I do think he has a taste for young women. I do think him, the way he did that whole situation with the pictures is, is really cowardice and pathetic. And I do think he's very apathetic towards Mia Farrow. Yeah, and you're, just, you're just piling it up and we can move on. No, we're going to. I just want to get it out because I don't want to touch this again. I just, I don't respect him for any of that, but that's his personal life and that's his choices. But I do not think he... Is a paedophile and I don't think he did that. I just think that's convenient. And the reason why I want to transition from that point to Mia Farrow is it answers it asks the question: a woman scorned. They say, you know, that's that's the phrase, a woman scorned is a deadly thing. And for her to come up with this thing against him, which I do believe she did, which to be honest with you, in a way, it's not right, but it's okay because she's furious. And women when you burn a woman, they could go, they can do things that are just insane. And this to me isn't a stretch. Like for me, for her to do this to me, 
I'm not surprised at all. Obviously, it's wrong. What she did was wrong. But in, in the same way, I'm like, I feel weird in the way saying I don't blame her. But um, it doesn't surprise me. And I just feel like if I was one of the other kids, I'd be like, I don't know what I would say because he Whoa. fucked her over. I know, I know, I know what I'm saying. It's really I, I, controversial. I don't, kid, I, don't, I don't know what to say. Cause it's not thing. right. It's not right. It was very interesting to me to learn about Mufer because she has a very interesting life. So Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk about it. First of all, all when we one of the documentaries we watched was about her whole life and her family background and all i kept thinking was woody you did this to yourself because i still don't get it what he was him being this you know intellectual atheist guy why he chose to have this insanely long relationship with this girl who comes from this very catholic family of irish and australian parents from you know california she went to a catholic school she has she got her giant family. She has a bunch of brothers and sisters. Her dad was this uh, screenwriter. Her mother was a starlet. And she, due to their personal troubles, developed this habit of, of really, like in the movie Alice, where they were watching, you know, the documentary of Mother Teresa in the theater, and the husband couldn't care less, and Mia Farrow's character was crying, bawling her eyes out. I think that was a slice of real life because that's what Mio Farrow desired. Her entire life was so dedicated to adopting children, helping people. And she yeah. always said, I always think about like, while I'm enjoying my, you know, food or whatever at this moment, someone else at the other part of the world is, you know, starving, is in deep suffering. And I can't help but think about it. I want to help them. She really desired this savior persona. And she adopted all these kids. One of them was called Moses. And I'm like, how does Woody Allen fit into all this? He's like yeah. a Lego piece in the middle of a puzzle box. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like, I'm like, in all the pictures, <laughs> it actually reminds me of my dad. My dad had this habit where he would he he was such a, a playboy his entire life that even when I was born or any of his other kids were born, he he got, couldn't identify with the role of a father. So he always looked like a pedestrian in the family photos. <laughs> that's what Woody Allen looks like. Woody Allen looks like some guy who walked into the picture and he was like, "Oh, madam, let me help you with the babies or with the the car. Let me hold some stuff for you." You know, I mean, hmm. I mean, it, it it really feels like an odd choice. I guess to quote him, "The heart does what the heart wants," right? Yeah, because she was she had kids when they got together. She already had adopted kids, so he married into it. Angelina Jolie has nothing on her. This is a completely new level. I mean, and yeah. it's very interesting because. Even the parents had this weird relationship. On one hand, they were super religious, but then her dad was this known cheater in Hollywood. You know, he was a at, at that time they said he was a playboy. You know, he 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 you know he was a hard drop and had many affairs. And this is in the documentary. Mia Farrell says that her mother actually had a separate bedroom for her dad that she could that he could access without waking her up when he came home late from probably having an affair. I'm like, this is not a normal, you know, family circumstance, at least for the time being. I mean, this was in the 40s and 50s. Mia Farrow was born in the 1940s. Then they built up the the oldest brother to be like this superhero in the family. And all I could think of was Christopher Walken from Eddie Hall, <laughs> you know. And then, the, the unfortunately, the guy actually passed away in a plane crash. And that's what Mia Farrow said. You know, she had a serious illness as a kid. Then her brother passed away. And this instinct of survival came into her. That was a core 
of her personality and that's when she developed this need to help people and she wanted to you know join the red cross and go to all these uh, you know world war countries and that was really her goal up until her family said okay let's not send her to a war zone let's try to get her into acting and then frank sinatra of all people you know just bumped into her and I guess Frank was at the age where he wanted to settle down with a good, kind-hearted girl, which she was. She wrote poems for him. So they got together. That was her first marriage. But because of the age difference and her career taking off, they separated. She remarried and started adopting kids. And, you know, mm. that's when she separated and found Woody Allen. But, I mean, even that gets crazier because the first director that really kicked off her career was no other than goddamn Roman Polanski, that motherfucker, you know, who was actually convicted mm. <laughs> of child molestation. Yeah. And on top of that, Mia Farrow defended that guy in yeah. court. Yeah. And in, yeah. the entire family also defended that guy. Yeah, way after the fact. This is more recent as well. And we mentioned that this thing keeps coming up after 1992, even when the court was settled, Woody paid the money. Yeah. And this is where this is where I kind of have a disconnect with you. Because whenever if you accuse somebody, and this happens a lot, and again, it has the same negative effect that people who are actual victims, I'm not talking specifically about this case, but just in general, people who are actual victims always have a harder time going to court because usually there was a big scandal between two rich people where people just threw accusations at each other. And then the, the takeaway is, well, you know, people lie. People lie to hurt each other. So sexual crimes that are harder to prove and harder to take to court even get an extra, you know, scrutiny. load of scrutiny and skepticism thrown yeah. at them, especially if the victim happens to be female. Yeah. And, and that's for you. But when you accuse somebody of doing something to another person, that affects their life very much. And you got to be very careful with that because there's also a son in play who's actually supposed to be the only biological child Mia and Woody had together. Yeah. And this was crazy because the first thing when I looked into this, I just saw Woody and I'm talking about, you know, I look at him and I don't think he's my son. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Like the, the only kid you guys had is not your son. Come on now. Look, cut him some, cut her some slack. I mean, you're going to accuse her of having an affair. And he was like, you know, I, I look at the kid and I just see Frank Sinatra. And I was like, get out of here. And I went on Google Images and I was like, God damn, you know, that, <laughs> the guy looks like Frank Sinatra. I was like, is that Frank Sinatra? Then she got photos <laughs> of Woody, the kid, and Frank Sinatra. And Woody, again, looks like just somebody who walked into the photo. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, because, yeah. and that's, again, this is where it gets, it, it goes into straight up insanity. So I just want to jump on something you're saying there. So, even though woman scorned and she, what he did to her was bad, you're saying that you still do not like the misaccusation from Mia Farrow's part. It sounds like what you're saying. I, I don't know what to think because, you know, the the family is kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. Everybody changes their name. This whole it, documentary series, they just had all these, you know, uh, priests and whatever talk about. Like, this is a, a real family. The man moves on, but the children stay there. And I'm like, yeah. you know... If you take Mia Farrow out of it and just neutrally you show me an introduction to this person, somebody who adopts this many children and has these habits, I'm like, I'm looking at somebody who has some serious issues with longing and abandonment and yeah. he really projects 
these emotions on children. Because she adopted two children immediately. They split up with Woody and a scandal came. And I'm like, you, you keep your mind occupied and you keep your emotions locked down by just feeding into these young children and, and becoming the savior figure for them. And I'm like, that's an interesting dynamic. Because on one hand, you are helping them out. But on the other hand, you make them really dependent on you. And you depend on them to, to give this yourself this sense of purpose. Mm. And again, but it's hard to talk about it because Woody, that motherfucker... Well, I was about to say, Woody, that's one thing Woody Allen and me and had in common. And I'll get back to that in a moment, but... No, no, no. I, I meant, like, that all his movies from the 80s all echo this. I mean, Hannah and her sisters, they talk about, you're too giving, you you you're, you give too much to everybody. Uh, September, oh, yeah. Alice from... I mean, like, I feel like that paints my perception of Mia Farrow because Woody kind of wrote his personal experiences, even husbands and wives, with him... Finding this younger girl who was uh-huh. his student uh-huh. attractive. I'm like, this taints my perception of this case. I, I, sure. Even though I don't know anybody involved. And I've yeah. tried. I, I don't listen to all the tabloids and the people just want money out of the scandal. Don't care whose lives they ruin. But I can I can stay objective because I'm like, I see Mia Farrow as a little bit like the characters Woody Allen wrote. As a little bit passive aggressive. And looking at this documentary of her Irish history, I'm like... I think Woody, that's why they wrote Liam Neeson in there. Because Woody was like, you know, what are you doing with my short Jew ass? You know, like, <laughs> you yeah. need you need a tall Irish Christian guy, you know? Get yourself a good Irish man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing Woody did say, I, I, I'm trying to get off Woody, but I can't, I keep remembering things. One thing he did say was that, you know, he really had no intention of actually telling her. Like, the guy asked him in the six-minute documentary, when were you going to tell her? And he's like, I don't know. I never really thought about it. I just was going to keep doing and I'm like wow man you were just he it's funny because when you just said that he had no intention it's like he wanted to just do his thing I don't know if we didn't think things through or not but let me sit to Mia hey man Mia when I watch that documentary and see all the kids she's doing and you know black kids Asian kids white kids it, blind it's very deaf, inspiring it's, I'm know? like wow I've never seen I mean she makes Angelina, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt look like fakes, like phonies, because she, when she's adopting kids, she ain't just getting the colours, she's getting them them incapacitated. They need help, and she's oh, on her own. she adopt two kids who are blind? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is crazy. It, she I mean, really on one goes hand, for it's it. Very, yeah, on one hand, it's very inspiring, and you, you know, you're like commending her for being so selfless, but on the other hand, it's just weird because no it's weird because no one on earth is that i've never seen anyone as given in her and to be honest i don't look i know people are going to criticize like what is wrong you guys can't you just admire her for this i'm like yeah but no one's that given and like i said i honestly think you have to be somewhat unbalanced to be that given and i will say she hasn't been accused of doing anything to her children so she's been a model mother which is amazing and we will always praise her for that but at the same time so yeah. You know, you bring up an interesting point. One of the most interesting things from that whole commentary was that they were really selling her as the saint, which I'm like, fine, that's what, you know, these lifetime shows are about. You know, they paint you in the best possible light. That's not a problem. But one of the women said that, oh, you would walk in and you would think this is a, a madhouse because yeah. all these kids would be running around. But no, it's actually this lovely home. And I want to move in. I want to move in right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, See, that's weird, because that's not normal. What would be normal if the kids were happy and it would be a loving family, that, but it was a lot of noise and a lot of chaos? Nah. When you go in 
and it's just everybody sitting in perfect order without no sound everybody has their place everybody has their function everybody has hey, their hey, I, I, like, I, I don't call that's, that normal. That's, just, that's just a shining to me i'm like no yeah. that's that's called ideal she's a great mother i mean I, she ain't normal but it's goddamn ideal i want that's I, when i saw those kids walking around being proper carrying us i saw it i watched it again today i saw it i was like it does look weird but you know they all come out even at their older age they don't really criticize her parenting. They actually criticize her and Woody Allen, which I'll get to later. But they do. They say she was a great mother. So I agree with you. It's not normal. But then again, normal is objective and subjective. So at the end of the day, they love her. She raised all these kids, and it is very. Un- I've never seen anyone do what she did. So it, I don't think it was hard. I think when um, I don't know who much on whatever channel did that special for her, it was easy. They really had something easy in the bag. A woman that raised over ten kids got hard done by in a very horrible way by a very famous it was it was, it's just an easy picture to paint and you know the funny thing is Mia Farrow is so soft-spoken all the things Woody Allen says she did you know putting the pins in making a doll like a crucifixion doll about him sending him death threats getting someone to kill him and all that stuff it's so funny because you wouldn't see that in her but then again we've never seen her enraged so again it's like Woody Allen brought the darkest side out of Mia Farrow. Yeah, but the to, to, to me, that's even weird because, again, in this way, I can kind of see them in a relationship. I can see, like, you know, this is, you're each other's karma because we talked about him being passive and blasé. She's being really conniving and really calm. And I'm like, neither of you are reacting to normal. You should be outraged by the accusation and be totally offended and, and you know, in panic mode, like, no, please, believe me, I would never do this. And she... She should not be like, you know, I found, I, I realized life is about losing and doing it with grace. And I'm like, yeah, no, you, when should she... be a, you, you should be a, you should be a, you should be a, you sound like you got indoctrinated. Did you, did you become a Scientologist or something? Like, well, you know. I, I think you're missing the part where she called him a child minister. <laughs> so the anger was yeah, there. But, but, but that was the lawyers. And again, that's where, that's where this thing goes crazy. Cause the lawyer, he came out with a book. And oh man, th- this is why lawyers are a piece of shit because he called the book "Taking a Stand" like he's a freaking martyr or something. But yeah, so uh, the other thing was they never went to the police. The lawyer advised her to take Dylan to a doctor, and who then had to report it to the police. And of course, the doctor didn't find you know a- any signs. So then they had to get a second opinion, and that was inconclusive. And then, you know, everybody in the court was, of course, very Christian, <laughs> you know. So Woody Allen couldn't trust any of them, so they, he didn't couldn't get the polygraph from the local police. He had to get his own people. And like you said, it was a, a million-dollar industry built on this feud because everybody's biased and everybody's an idiot up until this day. Nobody looks into this story. Nobody focuses on the actual victim. I'm a bit confused. You don't, you don't sound like you see Mia Farrow as a victim in this situation. With the affair, completely. I just think this whole case, like whenever I he- heard about, it, I didn't even know the girl's name, Dylan, who was supposed to be, you know, the victim here, and and then she came out in 2013, you know, yeah, 20 plus years later, and wrote this because Woody Allen's career was taking off again after uh, a movie that we're gonna cover it later, but a pretty yeah. good one. Yeah, and she came up with this very detailed piece accusing actors that work, work with Woody Allen, and this is what gets me up until this day. Uh, what's the Frank Sinatra Jr.'s name? Uh, oh, the son. 
Yeah. I can't remember his name. <laughs> he changed his name. It was Satchel, then it was something yeah. else. He changed them about three times. He works. I think he works for CNN now, by the way. I think he's a consultant. Uh, no, no, no. It's, uh, it's Ronan Farrow. Yes, so that's it. Works, he works for MSNBC. Oh, that's and it. And again, when, when he launched his new show, suddenly he went on a Twitter rage about Woody Allen winning an award. And, you know, he was brought up the child molestation again. And I'm like, whether your sister got molested or not, using that as a vehicle to further your own career is disgusting. Yeah, it's... And it's, it's horrible either way. If your ch- uh, sister was, you know, molested, bringing it up casually on Twitter just to gain some followers is disgusting. And if she wasn't, then it's even worse because then you probably know that it's not going to hurt her because it's a made-up phony story. And now you're attacking an innocent guy again with an accusation that, you know, actually hurts millions of victims because every time we go through this media BS, they cover it terribly, they miscue the facts, and then when it comes to court, it just becomes a farce and judges don't want to deal with that. So there's no proper legal precedent. And that's why a lot of victims have such a hard time in court because the assumption is, okay, how do we know they're not lying just to hurt somebody? Because that's the majority of public cases we have to deal with. Because those are the cases that get blown up. <sighs> and, and this is my whole problem with this. Outside of the craziness of, you know, in this documentary said, well, you know, you would think so many kids, it wouldn't work. But it does. I'm like, minus the, the scandals, the three-time divorce, the name changes, and the rape accusation or child molestation accusation. But... Uh, yeah, outside of that, it's a freaking paradise. And I'm like, nobody focuses on the kids. Everybody focuses on initially on the breakup where people were outraged because it was a unusual affair because of the stepdaughter element to it. And now it became this ongoing scandal where Woody Allen gets lumped in with a bunch of other child molesters. Yeah. And if you think about in the 90s, that was the thing. You know, everybody was a child molester. Everybody who had to go down. It was the most popular scandal. Yeah, like Michael Jackson as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, again, proven innocent in court twice. Mm-hmm. Well, one settlement, one proven innocent, but this is the same. And um, a lot of newspapers got very rich off of it. And this is what I want to say in closing. And you would say, oh, this is just me being an asshole again. But I'm like, in life certain people can get away with shit and they can be guilty as fuck and still get away with it while other people can be completely innocent or just make a a slight mistake and get ridiculed my first freaking day at school i remember the teachers went on and on and on and on about don't chew gum don't chew gum i'm like i don't even have gum why is this such a big thing you know because they all had issues of their own like freaking control issues but basically the girl sitting next to me was chewing gum throughout the entire time in my ear and you know you don't want to snitch but after a while you just had to i turned to her and said could you stop doing it it irritates me and the teacher was like why are you talking i'm like because she's chewing gum you blind fucking bitch and you know and she just took the gum out of her mouth stuck it on the dirty ass table said no simon's lying and the teacher is like you get detention today and i was like Am I in bizarro world? Is everybody blind? And after that, she just took the gum off of the table and put it back in her mouth. And that is true for life. If you think about the freaking 90s, there's a little character here called R. Fucking Kelly. Talk about fucking grooming. 
who married Aaliyah when she was fucking 15, he he produced an album for her that's called Age is Nothing But a Fucking Number. And and the response people gave him was like, oh, that's player credits. He's a player, you know? Aaliyah's fine, I would hit it. You know, all that. Most recently, uh, a, a few, 2013, when this um, uh, Dylan Farrell thing came back, remember who was on the fire? Freaking Robin Thicke for writing a dumbass song. The guy had like four albums dedicated, filled with love songs to his wife. Then he gets one dumb Instagram picture when he's tapping somebody on the butt in the mirror. And <laughs> he was a rapist. He pr- promoted rape culture. They sued him for the rights to a song that didn't even rip off Marvin Gaye as much as other songs that he didn't get sued for just because he paid for a sample. So I guess it's okay to use Marvin Gaye as long as you pay Marvin Gaye's kids. But the moment Marvin Gaye's kids want a slice of the pie, then they go to court. But again, he was just accused of everything. Meanwhile, Bill Cosby raped like, what, 60 women just during that lawsuit? It's all about like certain people are just framed a certain way where they can just get away with stuff while others will get ridiculed for absolutely nothing, mm. you know, and and that's that, that's what it all comes down to. Whether he's guilty or not, you can never know for sure. But I know that with these things, always people who actually commit heinous crimes never get the attention. We always focus a hundred times more on this nonsense, you know, celebrity scandals and all the people who are outraged. And I know even you who just focuses on, you know, mostly the movies, you get a bunch of hate mail. Yeah. Like, how can you focus on this guy? Peter, I'm like, if you care about children's safety so much, I can recommend a number of charities for you. You can support. I assume you're already somewhere in Africa saving somebody right now, aren't you? You know, all these people that are outraged. I'm like, what do you actually do for rape victims and victims of child molestation? What do you do for actually kids who are in foster homes? You do absolutely fucking nothing. You know, you're just outraged on Twitter because hashtagging something is easy and sharing a tweet is easy. But then you go back to not giving a fuck. Mm, okay, thank you, Sam. <laughs> you put your little time in there. I mean... I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, again, because we can't know the truth. Again, I can only agree with what you're saying that, you know, people who should get prosecuted aren't and be focused on people who there's no evidence for. I mean, that's life, you know, it's it's a lose-lose. And honestly, I'm kind of sick of talking about it. So I do want to wrap this up, but we have to address a few more things. So this conversation is complete. There's a lot of things that I wanted to mention that I'm not going to bother now because, again, I, I just wanted to make this an hour. And we're getting to the hour mark now. So, Soon Yin herself, because we've spoken about Woody Allen, and now we're talking about Soon Yin. She's profusely said that she's not a victim at all, and that Mia Farrow is trying to pick, you know, Soon Yin had a really bad upgrowing. She was in, she was, you know, thrown away, orphan, eating cans out of the streets. Then she was put into adoption. And then, you know, Mia Farrow and her second husband at the time took her in and you know they raised her and again as you said they never she never took Woody Allen as a father because again Mia Farrow had a lot of children and Woody Allen I, there was a lot of children there so again I kind of have to take it out of words because she's the second victim that apparently everyone's saying she's a victim she was groomed which she completely denies never groomed all that now the thing with that is that's all fine 
And again, a lot of my friends say to me, yeah, Woody Allen just took her. And I'm like, look, Woody Allen at the time, let's be honest, he was one of the most, and still is one of the most notable film directors, American film directors of all time. He could have really had any pick of any woman of any fucking age, young or old. He could have had any. Why did he pick a Vietnamese girl that was his wife's daughter? I mean, of all the women. I, again, I'm being logical here. Maybe he, whatever, we don't know the truth. But again, to me, logically, I tend to agree with he must have been in love with her because this is going to ruin his fucking career. So, and her, again, she could have dumped him at any time. They've been together all this fucking time. Since they got married in 997, they're still married today in 2017. They've been married for, what, 20, 30 years. They've been married for a fucking long time. It's given a long time. You would have thought if the age gap was a, was a factor, they would have broken up by now or she would have spoke out about him by now. Again, I'm only speaking in Sunyu's defense, her separately. So, again, I don't know what to say. People say that she's kind of vindicated him because they've been together for so long. It must be love and all that stuff. So, again, I'm inclined to agree on that part. But Woody Allen, again, says a couple things <laughs> that just makes things worse. That he the, does. He the does, one he thing does. he says that, honestly, I kind of want to wrap on this. These, these two things. is one thing. Now, more recently, like in the last five years, when he looks back on the situation, the one thing he says is, you know, that whole situation, I was immune to the whole thing. You know why? Because I never paid attention to any of the publications, any of the reviews. I never paid attention to any of it. And he says, if you look at my filmography, it never slowed me down. And he's right. He never stopped. He still made the movie every single year. And he still has that blase attitude to this day. That's fine. And it's very... I, I actually commend Woody Allen for being the most carp, car, what do you call it, carpimentalized person of all time that he avoided. I think not, you just invented a word there. Carpal, you know, carpimentalized when you compart, yeah, compartmentalize. That's what I meant. Well, he, you're going to have milk with that tea, motherfucker? <laughs> fuck you. I'm just saying that I've never seen anyone isolate his issues far away from his professional career like Woody Allen. And the way he's proud of himself for being able to do that. And I find it... It's, it's weird, it's admirable he can do that. But then when he drops lines like, you know, he finds their relationship, Woody and Sunny, paternal, that he's always given to her. Like, you know, he says that, you know, when she was young, she needed all these things. He just kept on giving to her and he was happy to give her all these opportunities. And he uses the word paternal, which again, doesn't help in this whole grooming situation. So, but again, he says he's immune to it. He doesn't give a shit about what you think about his movies, about his relationship. And that he loves his wife and his kids. Again, people think it's weird that they don't have a natural kid. They adopted two kids of their own. Can Woody have? Could Woody Allen have kids? Is he infertile? Who knows? Yeah. But- again, he he wrote a movie with that exact same plot line where he finds out that Mia Farrow's character, you know, was unfaithful because he's infertile. That was Hannah and the Sisters, right? But unfaithful, yeah, uh, she yeah. left him. That movie is, yeah. like I said, and even the timeline of, you know, Michael King's character having the affair and how long he's been together with Mia Farrow's character is just, it's weird to say the least. But, you know, the heart does what the heart wants. You know what? Let's, let's, let's wrap this shit up. Thoughts in final about this whole Woody Allen controversy thing. You know, it's fucked up. Woody Allen, you know, what he did was wrong to Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow was a lovely woman. They had, I don't know why they didn't get married, which is another thing. I never even, I couldn't find any articles for why. I don't know if they didn't 
care about being married or whatever, but it's a kind of a, it's a slap in the face he got married right after he left her for the younger daughter. So I don't know, maybe he did, but he didn't think she was worthy. I don't know. But they were together for a long time. It, this is my this career. And one thing I appreciate, the one thing I do appreciate Woody Allen said in that 60 minute interview is that he understands that this is going to ruin his career. He understands people are going to look down on him. But if he doesn't care, he said he's willing to lose everything for Soon Ying. He said he doesn't care if he never writes a film again. He just wants her. And I thought that sounds like a man in love. So the controversy, the love thing, it was bad. But I guess, again, he said the hard way once, whatever. The thing I'm not really happy about is the, the, um, the pedophilia accusations and more recently I don't know how to feel about Dylan Farrell coming out herself in 2013 detailing this abuse because it's different when me and Farrell saying it but when the actual victim is saying it it it, it didn't help with the Adam at all even though it's a long time but people people kind of shrugged it off now because again it's still accusations still hearsay and now it's not an open case. She, she just really wanted to hurt Woody Allen because apparently, you know, she sees him as um, her, her predator, you know. And here's the thing, man. I don't think he did it, but hearing this doesn't, just doesn't bode well. And I can't say for 100% fact, I can't that he didn't do it. I can't say 100% fact. I don't think he did, but I, I can't say he didn't. And her saying it out of her own mouth, coming out of her way, all these there, doesn't really help. But then there's all these things about even... Dylan's uh, brother says that Mia Farrow planted memories. She actually, she was so upset with Woody Allen at this controversy time that she can manipulate situations, force these ideas in their children's head. And in a way, I can see her doing that in a rage. You know, she dropped the case. Apparently there was evidence against him, but she dropped it and just wanted to move on. So I don't know. This whole situation is kind of fucked up. And I don't, I really don't want to be the guy. People say, can you separate the artist from the art? Let me put it this way. He wasn't convicted guilty of pedophilia. I don't believe he did it anyway. You know, I like Woody Allen as a film director. I think he's probably not the greatest person. He's got a weird attitude. But that isn't really something for talking about his movies because I am a fan and I don't think he did it. And if he did do it, if he was a child pedophile, honestly, I probably wouldn't be doing this retrospective because I do have my own standards. But the bottom line is, if any of you guys want to throw my opinion, I don't think he's guilty of that. And as for the infidelity, you know... He's, he's paying, he's kind of, I wouldn't say he's paid the price for it, but he's paying the price because it's marked his career. And that's kind of all I've got, I've got to say on it, you know, personally. Well, definitely no Roman Polanski retrospective, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> but all I got to say is, once again, the special component for make this making this possible is, like, once again, is idiots. If people weren't idiots, this would be over in five minutes because they would have actually focused on the victim, realized this is a seven-year-old girl, probably took her to a proper psychologist and got the truth out, and we would have been done. But people are too busy sure. being fed up and offended and all snowflakes and, oh, how could you cheat? And oh, It's like you're just being mind-fucked and manipulated. That's mm. all. Nobody cares about the victim. Nobody actually focuses on the people that could potentially get hurt, which is a young kid being caught up in this crazy-ass lawsuit with money-hungry lawyers, corrupt judges, and freaking reporters that, you know, don't hold back and exploit anybody just to get a quick headline. It's absolutely disgusting. And once again, people, if you're outraged about this, don't be. Be outraged about real issues. Take all the time and energy you would in that tweet that you're 
dashing out now with your fingers and try to make a donation somewhere or get, do some voluntary work or you know if you love me or Pharaoh so much take the hint adopt a kid yourself you know yeah <laughs> guys again you know what we're not the be on end all it's just our opinions we want to know what you think about the situation if you knew about this already and you had an opinion let us know in the comments down below i know we were kind of blase and all over the place with discussion but i'm glad we got this one out and i'm not looking forward to editing this discussion <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. Oh, oh boy! But I yeah. don't. Yeah, I don't think there's much to cut out. I don't really think we went too far in terms of being tasteless or anything. I thought it was going to be a bit worse. If you, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, motherfuckers. R. Kelly's on tape pissing on a 14-year-old girl, and you're outraged about this. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I don't know if you want to end on that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you know what, guys? You know, Simon. Here's a funny joke. You know, I do feel like we just reviewed Woody Allen's greatest reality movie after husbands because husbands and wives the last movie we did to talk about that was yeah. meant to be a reality based relationship movie and now we just spoke about his next real life movie which i don't know if we want to call this uh step daughters and lies exteriors interiors part two i don't know if this was a movie what would you call this because someone might i you know i honestly have a feeling someone's gonna fucking make a movie about woody allen either whether it's this controversy or his life in general and honestly what what would this movie be if it was if this was a movie what would it be called should be called Frank Sinatra fucked my wife. Oh my god. I had to hold back up. Was... I had to cut off my mic there, you know. You really made me choke after that shit. But you know what? I'd I'd rather we end it on a fucked up joke rather than a little sour note. So guys, you know who we are playing Tyler. You know who we're signing up. Guys. You know what? He should get his alter ego from Played Against Sam, which is Bogard. And his son should get Frank Sinatra's ghost. And then the alter ego and the ghost just fight it out. You know, it's Danny Ocean versus, you know, I guess any Bogart detective character. Do you think that Bogart person was there when he was cool in the stepdaughter? Come on, what well, then you know you want, huh? It just stopped. The, 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 you know what edit this whole fucking edit off here. You know, See, I went is... there. I went there. I, I did the last tasteless joke. Guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with us. And for all you guys who feel like we were very unclassy, very undignified, I do apologize. If any of the Woody Allen's family, Mia Farrow's family, or any of his super fans are triggered by this or upset by this, then screw you. No, I'm joking. I do apologize, guys. But hey, we're two blokes just having an honest discussion about this. 25 is in the making. And Simon, I am glad we're done with this fucking shit so we can move on back to the goddamn fictional movies. Yeah, man. Sinatra was a G-do. Legend. <laughs> Guys, thanks for watching. Subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on the podcast again, we've got the website uh, woodyallenretro.com where we talk about the movies. This is going to be part of that playlist just because, you know, it is. But uh, that's enough of that, Simon. Let's get the hell out there. Guys, we'll see you on the next recording, which is, again, going to be back to the reviews.